Hey guys, thank you for joining me today for episode three of The Far Out. Before we dive into this week's topic, I want to touch on a point I made in last week's episode regarding an infinite universe. I recorded the podcast and kept turning the topics over in my mind in the following days since it was published and digging deeper into this concept of infinity. So I kept thinking about infinities and the duration of time since our universe began and it made me go back a little bit on some of the points I presented and as last week's topic and this week's topic somewhat complement each other, I felt it would be beneficial to elaborate. So last week I said our universe cannot be infinite and I stand by that being true in the context of measuring infinity based on time. Because our universe as we know it began with the Big Bang and we can measure its age and consider that its essential starting point, our universe would not be infinitely old. However, I digress on making the assumption an infinite universe encompasses both the time and the size of our universe. If you are measuring infinity using distance as your measurement, an infinitely large universe is possible. You might be thinking, well, how can that be true if the universe started from one point? Well, even if it started from one singular point, the expansion would have proceeded in every which direction in space, making that singular point irrelevant in its position because a position in space would be obsolete and that space is truly infinite. So last week I said our universe cannot be infinite. I thought critically and researched deeper and deeper and have adjusted my views on the subject so long as you are measuring infinity using distance. And this is exactly why I love these types of topics and discussions. You may have an idea or think you have a solid understanding of a matter, but if you continue questioning even what you think you know, you can continue gaining insights and strengthening that ability to think critically and think hard and admit your own flaws and reasoning. So I bring this up because I think it will be helpful in today's topic, which will be the fate of our universe. Notice I say our universe rather than the universe, and this is due to the likelihood that we are not the only universe. There very well may be multiverses. I also try really hard to not use universe and space interchangeably. For the sake of the podcast and clarity, I view our universe as reflecting the universe we inhabit and observe, and I view space as all the universes, infinitely many universes living within that space. Our universe is the only one we know and can observe, and just like it was born, it will die. Our entire universe will one day cease to be. Every star, every galaxy, every planet, every exoplanet, gone. Seems kind of sad to think about, but first of all, humankind will long be extinct by then, and second, there is 
strange beauty to be found in the knowledge that even a universe goes through the cycle of life. We are really, really lucky to be here to experience even part of our universe's life cycle and especially to be alive during a time when we've seen such astronomical strides in physics, mathematics, and cosmology and to have the technological and experimental capabilities we have today. And it is directly due to these strides that we can make the well-founded predictions about our universe and how it will end. So there are three theories most widely supported by scientists. These theories are the Big Crunch, Continual Expansion, and the Big Rip. These are the three we will be focusing on today, and we will start with the Big Crunch. As mentioned in last week's episode, uh, we can confirm our universe is expanding due to observations of red-shifted objects in our cosmos, and we can directly thank Edwin Hubble for these observations and the use of the Doppler effect to bring meaning to the data. After consistently observing these far-off red-shifted objects, Hubble developed what we now call Hubble's Law. If you are not familiar with Hubble's Law, this states that galaxies are moving away from us at a velocity proportional to their distance from Earth. We also can use the cosmic microwave background, which we talked about last week, to gain insight into our universe's origins and use this history to make predictions for the future. Scientists now believe our universe is in one of three forms, either open, flat, or closed. For the Big Crunch theory, we need to assume we live in a closed universe. How Stuff Works used an analogy of a bungee jumper, and I like this because it's very easy to visualize. So you can imagine you have yourself and you have a bungee cord tied to your leg and to the railing of a bridge. When you jump off the bridge, you accelerate downward very fast until the cord begins to stretch. Now the tension in the bungee cord will increase and will gradually slow your velocity down. And once the cord is stretched to its maximum limit, you come to a very brief complete stop and then you are yanked back toward the bridge. Expansion may act in a very similar way as a bungee jumper. Expansion will accelerate, begin to slow, and will eventually reach a maximum capacity. Once that capacity is met, it will then collapse in on itself. What will happen next would be much like a reverse Big Bang situation. As our universe collapses into itself, all the matter and energy in our universe is compressed and becomes denser and hotter and denser and hotter still until it reaches a near infinite density and heat threshold, maybe even a singularity. If this is the case, it may just be a matter of time after the Big Crunch that our universe is then reborn as an entirely new universe in a new Big Bang. Now, it's important to note that much of the likelihood of a Big Crunch death would be heavily dependent on gravity. Gravity within our universe at this point in time 
and I mean point in time being as our universe continues to expand, would need to be strong enough to exert the force needed to rein in the expansion, then reel it back in on itself. We can get an idea of the force of gravity within our universe by measuring the density of our universe. The more dense, the higher the gravitational force. Many scientists believe there needs to be a density threshold within our universe, a limit that would determine if gravity would in fact be able to reel in such a huge expanse. You can think of it as a 10 pound dumbbell and a feather. Let's say you stand on a six foot ladder with the dumbbell in one hand and a feather in another hand. Because the dumbbell is much more dense than the feather, gravity is going to exert its force on the dumbbell more strongly when you drop it compared to the feather. So if our universe surpasses this critical level of density, gravity will take hold and pull it back in. Astronomers have been able to mathematically calculate whether our universe is closed, open, or flat. It's represented by the formula omega equals actual average density divided by critical density. If omega is greater than 1, the universe will be closed. If it's less than 1, it will be either open or potentially flat. If it's equal to 1, it will be flat. Now, right now, it seems the density of our universe is less than one, yielding a flat universe or open universe, but there are other forces at hand not taken into consideration, namely dark matter. And we won't go into dark matter right now, but it is believed dark matter makes up much more of our universe than ordinary matter does, about 80% give or take for dark matter and about 20% give or take for regular matter and the dark matter may also exert a gravitational force. So if our universe is mathematically calculated to have less than the critical, critical amount of density to allow a big crunch death and our universe is open, what does this mean for our fate? It means our universe will experience continual expansion. Maybe that doesn't sound so bad. Well, actually, it's really bad. To me, this seems like the saddest and most depressing of deaths because essentially our universe would become so expansive that everything within it would be so far apart, nothing could form, and all energy processes and objects within the universe would run out of fuel and stars would blink out, leaving a dead, dark, cold universe behind. And we know our universe is expanding and it is still expanding very rapidly, just like the bungee jumper careening off the bridge. Currently, um, we are actually able to pin our current expansion rate and The current rate of expansion is about 44.7 miles per second per megaparsec. That was reported in 2017, so maybe a little bit more different now, but essentially this means that for every 3.26 million light years farther a galaxy is from us, 
it appears to be moving 44.7 miles per second faster. Now, in the scenario of continual expansion, the density of our universe would need to be below the critical level of density because there would not be enough gravitational pull from the material, outward expansion would not stop or reverse. As our universe expands, it cools. So eventually it would be cold enough in every part of our universe uniformly to cause any formation of life to end. The supplies of gas needed for star formation would be exhausted and the stars that are currently alive will eventually run their due courses and die. And all over our universe, stars would be flickering out and galaxies would grow dark. Now, we know that when stars die, supernovae occur, and the gases and dust that are shed during this process may even be subject to photon decay, and these remnants of gases from the supernovae would eventually disappear. As for the stars that are very massive and form black holes, even these would eventually evaporate as the energy to feed on within the universe would die out. This type of death is rightly called either the Big Bore or Big Freeze. Big Bore because it's really just a, a decline in everything. I mean, it's not a huge event that would take place such as the Big Crunch. Um, big Freeze due to the cold coldness that would envelop, envelop the universe. So we might freeze to death or we might burn to death. Neither of those are appealing. Um, I personally think a big crunch scenario is much more exciting and I feel our universe is too great to experience a boring cold death. For what it's worth, I think of the two, a big crunch death would be more memorable for observers in other areas of space. But there's, there's another possibility and this one is referred to as the big rip. We'll delve a little more into the role of dark matter and dark energy here, but I definitely implore you to go out and explore the topic more because it's very intricate and there is a lot of information to be had on the matter to understand its behavior. Now, in the hypothetical model of the Big Rib, we would see all the matter in our universe, which is expanding faster and faster, would continue to do so until it is increasing at an infinite speed. As I said earlier, dark matter makes up the bulk of matter in our universe, but what exactly is dark matter? You know, we, we don't know. Some speculate that it can be formed by antimatter that formed along with matter during our universe's formation and in the first microseconds of the Big Bang. Some say that antimatter and matter annihilated each other and have kind of been head-to-head -head since, kind of like an atomic tug-of-war. So for the Big Rip to occur, dark matter and also dark energy would need to overcome gravity to the point it tears individual atoms apart, thus obliterating the structure of normal matter and consequently everything we know. There are a lot of factors that go into this, including the viscosity of space, and if dark energy 
actually become stronger as time goes on. If dark energy behaves in a way that it becomes stronger and stronger throughout time, it is predicted to overcome not only gravity, but electromagnetic forces and nuclei and atoms. It will overcome everything. Galaxies will be ripped apart, stars will be ripped from galaxies, planets will be ripped from their star systems, and then each of these separate structures themselves will be ripped apart as the atoms and molecules of their chemical makeups will be ripped apart. This is a very violent possibility for the fate of our universe, almost like a cosmic suicide. Now, these theories are just that, theories, but a hypothesis can only become theory when it is well-tested and widely supported. So each of these scenarios presents us with possibilities founded in observation, data, and mathematics. As we gain better understanding of the theoretical workings of dark matter and dark energy, we will also gain more insight into the most likely case for the end of our universe. There are other theories out there that exist. One fascinating one involving the theoretical Higgs field and vacuum decay. If you are interested in that theory or learning more about the future of the cosmos we live in, definitely indulge that curiosity and explore the different ideas. Each one is highly fascinating and a reminder of the power of the forces of nature and physics. As I close out the episode, and hopefully you are reflecting on what you've learned today, I want to remind you that none of this will happen for a very, very, very long time. So you need not worry about whether the atoms in your body are suddenly going to be ripped to shreds. Go about life as normal, but most importantly, keep asking questions.